This week, the obvious question is, are kids' sports ruining their childhoods? I'm Mike Trevisano, and each week on our show, one of the hosts, Joe Britalik, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath, and we invite you to help us find answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're digging the show, please share it, or give us an iTunes review or review wherever you're listening. Joe, Bob, and I are getting some extra help this week as we're joined by Bob's daughter, Bailey. Bailey is uniquely positioned as a young woman at the start of college to give us a whole new perspective, one that is clearly much different than our own. So this week, Joe asks us if the demands of organized sports today are ruining kids' childhoods. Far away from the informal pickup games that we were used to as kids, today's sports are taking up many hours in a kid's week and can seem to be anything but just for fun. Kids today play a lot of organized sports, and it seems like parents are very involved in every sport you can imagine, from football to tennis to golf to soccer, and it seems like it eats up a lot of time. Have we made a decision, a conscious decision, to put our kids into all those sports? Are they so excited about it, they want to be in it, that we've actually given up their childhood in some respects? I mean, I grew up in a much simpler time when we did pickup games and stuff like that. We had fun in the neighborhood. And we spent a lot less time in an organized sense playing sports. Have we, have we actually taken away the kids' childhoods? It, it, with the, maybe the hopes that someday they'll be in the Olympics or they'll be professional uh, sports figures of some sort. I mean, what's, what's driving all this? What's going on? I, I, I think we are. I think our culture is doing that. I think I, from my perspective, watching the people in my life and uh, the people around other families around me, it seems to me, <clears throat> excuse me, that... Uh, Kids are too involved with things that don't seem to be uh, something they're really passionate about. And I can't have any other choice but to sort of look at the parents and be like, so what are you making them do that for? And it's not, it's, I mean, kids dig playing soccer. I, I liked playing soccer when I, when I was a kid. But I don't know any kid who loves to play, you know, uh, tournaments 200 miles away at 8 in the morning, you know, every single weekend, weekend and week out, you know, forgoing any other kind of activity and stuff like that. And I often look at that. And I wonder, what are they doing that for? Is it, I don't know, some eventual college transcript or, uh, I, don't, I don't know. But the kid doesn't seem to be to be into it when you look at the kid. <laughs> you look at the face of the kid. They don't, be in, they don't look like they're into it. I, same thing goes with all sorts of stuff. It's not just sports, you know. Kids practicing instruments, you know, eight hours a day. Or, you know, doing things that are far outside of, of what would be fun or, or, and, and, you know, um, there's an opportunity cost, you know, so they take eight hours doing a sport or an instrument or something like that. That's eight hours. They could be doing something else. And what could that be? You know, do, I don't know, doing some art thing or playing some other sport or just goofing off, you know, I, I, so yeah, I, I do think that I do think it's way too much in, in our culture in the American culture. I think, I believe it is. Yeah, now that you say that, Mike, I, I'm going to have to cancel my chess club trip this weekend because, you know, I, I, the first thing that comes to mind is, is is all the parents, including myself, that we only choose our kids to participate in the things that we want to do, right? Maybe that we can't. I don't know. I, I think that it would be a little far-fetched, and it seems like most of the parents that I know, it's like the guy that maybe almost made it to play for the New York Yankees or the Mets and he was in the farm club 
you think his kids don't play baseball? Would that be odd? Or, you know, we have, um, like, even for uh, the boys, like, for Pierce, for his class, uh, Terrence Mathis that played uh, for the Falcons, you know, his son went to school with Pierce. So, of course, he was there all the time, you know, helping with sports camps and things of that nature. But, of course, his son was involved in football, too. I mean, could it be any other way? Wouldn't that be a, a letdown for the parent? So, I, I don't know. My first thought is that, yeah, I, I agree. It shouldn't be this way, and there should be more fun time. Or, or can the kids choose these things themselves? It seems a lot of them are driven in, in the literal sense in the in the minivan or the SUV to all these different places. And, and I know a lot of folks that... 52 weeks out of the year, like they don't go on vacations because like here in Georgia, the whole summer is, it's a lacrosse tournament. It's a baseball tournament. Uh, I know another good friend of ours, like their kid went to Japan for the summer to play in, I guess the, I I don't know if it's the Little League World Series, but it was kind of like the World Championship Games. They played at the 15-year-old age group. Those games went on for weeks, you know, so gosh. I think it depends on the parents because I did cross country and track for a very long time but I did it because I made so many friends and even during it I wasn't like pressured because I honestly never even let my parents go to my track meets or cross country meets because I wanted to do it for fun not for my times like even during practice me and my friends were like hide off into the woods and like pretend that we are still running but it'd just be fun and games. Like, we wouldn't do it just because our parents are like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be an Olympic run- runner or something. We did it for fun. Like, it was we, like, had fun messing with our coaches and, like, having them find out where we are, that we're actually in the woods, not actually running. I did it to make friends and have fun. So you're, you're saying you ch- cheat it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> not during the races, <laughs> but, like, when I did – Cross country, my one best friend at the time, we, our coaches would yell at us for never splitting up because we would always run at the same pace because we would not let either of each other win. We would want to win together because we wouldn't compete against other people. We'd just want to run the race together as friends. But we would end up doing good because we were good runners, but we wanted to always do each race together and end at the same pace. Vale, you are, you are unique. From my perspective, the, the experience I have watching my my own kids and now my grandchildren play sports is it's cutthroat. I mean, there is no there is teamwork in the sense that you play as a team, want to win as a team, I guess. But as far as who plays, how long they play, you know, who goes first, who plays what position, it's I think it's very cutthroat. And and I'll even say there's cheating involved to win. So I love the idea that the parents aren't there because then you are playing for fun. That's what I remember as a kid is. You out with your friends, and my parents wouldn't come and watch. They would, you know, they'd be home, and they they knew where I was, I guess, most of the time. But majority of the time, I'm just there hanging out with my friends, having a good time. So what you're you're saying is that true for your friends as well? For people you know, like they play other organized sports, do they do they feel the same way about it, or is it is it different? Like more like I'm describing where it's cutthroat and all like that. I feel like it depends on if your parents are making you do the sport. Like I wanted to get into running mainly because my dad ran, but I. He didn't make me run. I just wanted to do it. I wanted to get better. I wanted to beat some people. I looked at it as when I was running, there was always a squirrel in front of me, and I had to pass that squirrel. Like, I wasn't looking at it as beating another person. I just looked at it as trying to get the squirrel. 
And so I think it's like the based on the parents if they tell you. Like I also joined drama class and I had I performed in plays, but my parents never came to the plays either. No, she didn't want us to go. She's like, "Oh no, you don't need to go to the play. Like you don't need to see me." Like and I can understand that too. Like it's it, you know, obviously when you get older, it's hard to go back and imagine what you were like when when you were a kid, but yeah, it's like it it seems like from a parent's perspective, you feel like, "Oh, I'm going to let my kid down if I'm not there." Like Pierce has a football game tonight. It's like, "But does he care if I'm there?" I don't think so. You know, it's like he He's doing it, you know, for probably a variety of reasons. And just like Bailey said, for her with the track, I mean, it's good to hear. I don't, but I, I, I might be fairly unique in that, like I said, I've never really pushed my kids into any kind of sport. I, I've given them opportunities, but maybe not enough because I will say that the, the spectrum of sports that I said, hey, do you want to do this, this, or that, are things that one are offered in our county and two are things that I'm familiar with. But like for her younger brother Jackson, when he played football for a few years and then he wanted to quit, and then I was like, fine. I mean, there was no real discussion. He's like, I don't really like football anymore. I don't want to do it. I said, okay, that sounds good. And I was coaching football, so it was a great relief for me because I was like, oh, that's one less football team I need to coach because I was coaching his older brother's football team too. And then he just... Get, got into tennis probably because you know Christy his mom played tennis and I played tennis and then and now he loves it I mean he'll come back from vacation like when we came back from Florida mm-hmm. he literally got out of the car grabbed his racket and went to the courts but did anybody say well we got to get back so you can get on a tennis court no he does it because of his love for the sport and I think of that maybe if you don't look at it for sports like what do I love to do I love to write. So for me, it would be like running home to say, oh, I got this great story like boiling inside of me. I, I want to write it down. And I wonder if for some of these kids it's that way. But I, I, I think it's a very small percentage, maybe like 5% of the 10% of the kids that are doing what they're doing. If you grab them aside and said, do you really like playing five soccer games a day? I think they'd say no. Yeah. And Bob, you had the unique experience to coach two different football teams. Did you find that was true for most of the kids that they, or the parents that, that they were like you more, you know, oh, they just don't want to play. That's fine. Or were they more driven and, and kind of focused on making sure their kids played and so on like that? Yeah, I think it was a mix. I, I think um, some of the parents that kids were just there to get the, you know, the, the participation ribbon kind of thing, <laughs> like, you know, keep them active. But then there were other parents that, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I was probably more the parent that, that talked to the other parents or the coach that talked to the other parents in terms of like, why, why isn't my kid getting playing time? I mean, we, this, this was more, you know, um, elementary school football, so it wasn't really that competitive in terms of a lot of issues with playing time and things of that nature. But it was tough because, I guess for me, for it, at least for both of the boys, they did get a lot of playing time because – you know, they were, I don't say, well, they were the stars of the team, but they were, you know, part of the first string of players on the team. So, you, but I'd always consciously balance that to make sure everything was fair for everybody else that, you know, what position do they want to play? You know, what What I'm wondering is, is, as we're talking about this, what would kids do if they were just allowed to gravitate to the thing that they wanted to do? Like, you know, 
I, I think as parents, there's a, the risk is, well, they're gra- they'll gravitate to just like, you know, goofing off or playing video games or something that parents would say that's not worthwhile. Whereas maybe kids wouldn't see that as not being so worthwhile, even if it's like playing video games. I mean, there's like a whole gamer culture, right? That like kids are into and like, and it's not just like, you know, bored kids, you know, killing time with video games, right? But if, if a kid is just allowed to gravitate towards the thing that they're pulled to, you know, I wonder what that would what that would look like. I know for I know for my son, you know, I I could keenly feel the role I was playing in in him doing activities. You know, guy, you, you guys know I've talked about it on the show. Like I'm I'm real into music and stuff like that. So I'm super conscious of if my son does something musical, that you know, am I crowding him? You know, am I you know hulking over him? You know, trying to tell him, you know, what's good or what's what he should do. I, buddy, I think you should do this thing. You know, and it's totally gonna ruin it for him. He's, it's gonna take the excitement out of it. Take like the spirit of like exploration that he would do all on his own. So I'm real careful to to, to kind of back off when he's doing if he's goofing around on the piano to not go over there to let him just goof off on his own because I know I will ruin it. I've got years and. 10,000 hours worth of, of my own experience with that thing that is just waiting to ruin his experience, you know? So I kind of want to back off. Now, that's a, I, I'm conflicted there because maybe maybe I wouldn't ruin it. Maybe I could do something with him that would be fun, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what. But maybe the answer and, is let him approach you. You know, I think accessibility ex- right. is part of the thing. Like, yeah. you know, same thing here. I've got a lot of guitars. I... I I mean, Bailey, you could probably answer. I mean, you took guitar in high school, but you really don't play it. But the guitars are available. So, like, mm-hmm. if somebody wants to pick it up and play it, they can. So it's the accessibility, but not the – it's not me saying, hey, here's the guitar. Leave it on your bed and you know, compose a song, and I, I need to hear it back tomorrow. It's just – it's there. It's there for them. And the same thing for the kids at school. There's all these clubs. There's all these activities they can get involved in. So it's – it's one, the exposure to knowing and awareness that it's there, but let them make the choice that this is something I want to do. And then, and then, like, if he wants a coach, you're there as a coach, but maybe it's when he's ready to say, hey, can you help me learn this song? Then you're there. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's up to me to, to, ru- to ruin stuff for him or to make it cool. You know, I, I, that's the role I play. And I know... I know right now if pushing him into some sport that I know he's not into, but I think it's the right decision for him. And he'll, it, it builds character and I, I don't know, all this bullshit that, you know, I hear over and over, you know, it, I'm just primed to ruin it. And, and unfortunately, I would challenge parents out there listening to this. I think other parents do that yeah. kind of often. No, it's a good thing. It's a good experience. It builds competitiveness. It builds a spirit of teamwork. It's built all this stuff that, you know, I don't know. I think they can get that by following a path that feels good for them. I honestly wanted to get into playing guitar until I took a guitar class in high school and the teacher would yell at us to compose a song or to do something. (laughs) And so that's what made me not want to play the guitar. Because he would, like, yell at us. He would make us cry. Even my sister took it, and she even started crying from him because he would just yell at you. Like, say you're getting all the notes wrong, but, like, if I would have learned it on my own, like, watching YouTube videos, I feel like I would have actually pursued playing guitar. Wow. 
It is. We're, our, as parents, we're, we're fun killers, right? That's what we're doing. Kill the fun. Let's take the fun out of it. And mm-hmm. then, you know, how do we stop this? Yeah, and I'm thinking, Bob, that, that was my original thought is have we, have we gotten so crazy with, with the sport, with the, whatever it is, that teamwork, or those things that Mike was just talking about, that we've, we've eliminated what I view as happy, happy childhood. You know, the, that moment in life when you have no cares, no worries, you're not really burdened by any, any of the things that we're all burdened with today, whether it's a, you know, a home, a family, your kids, your dogs, whatever that's going on in your life, work, job. We weren't burdened by that back then. And of all the times in life that there could be a moment of pure happiness, pure joy, it's childhood. And to take that and then flip it and say, well, and, and like in your case, Billy, to be driven away from a guitar, which I, I play the guitar too, and I, I love it. I loved it as a kid. Nobody ever taught me. I never took a lesson in my life. I just, like you said, I didn't have YouTube back then, but I had a, a brother who was very talented. And, and uh, we sat and played together, and then we formed a little band, and, and we did it all the time. We did it because we loved to do it. You know, that, that amateur versus the professional. Amateur, uh, from the Latin word, amo, love. The love of the sport, the love of the game. You know, and that's what you're describing is take that other situation where you could be very good at something, be put in a situation where you're being punished or pushed around, you know, yelled at, you know, made to cry. That's ridiculous. And I see it. That's the funny part. I see it in sports. I see it on the soccer field. I see it in the tennis. I see it in football. Every place I go, not all parents, but a lot of them get into it in a really bad way. And some of the coaches are horrendous. And with some of the things they say, where they chew the kids out on the field, it's ridiculous. Take away childhood. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know if this is a uniquely American thing, but one thing I can say I saw with my own two eyes when we lived in Italy and we would go to that little park across the street from our apartment, uh, every afternoon after school and definitely every weekend, there would be like... A, whole gang of kids no adults all playing all playing soccer and and i mean definitely a pickup game phenomenon that i don't really see here too much anymore you know and you know kids that are like of an age that in the states they would definitely we would definitely have them in uniforms and with you know the jug of water and the orange slices and all that crap and, ah. and they're not doing any of that you know, they're they're all out there. And I would also argue that the skill level of those kids was was pretty high, you know, especially compared to how I see, you know, I don't know, young young teenager kids, you know, play soccer today. And definitely we would walk home, you know, we would walk home from his bus stop and we would go along this pretty long path along this wall and there would be gangs of of like high school age kids, you know, playing soccer again, just like pickup games at a very high level, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, skills that were like, wow, I uh, granted, it's like, you know, it's a national, you know, phenomenon. It's a national thing, but it's definitely not, not organized, you know? Yeah. When you said, when, so, when you said the orange slices, Mike, I mean, that cracked me up because it's funny how not only the organized sports here, at least in the U S uh, require a lot of time and practice for the kids. But it's also like a role for the parents. Like I think of like, um, you know, like high school football. It's like, gosh, I get an email like every two hours of something I need to do. Help clean up the field. Help do this. Support this 5K. Here's your yard sign. Get your apparel. Um, we need uh, chain help this weekend. We need, the, you know, it's like, gosh, this never ends. It's like, and, and some parents, and I'm even one of them, if I'm passionate about the thing, like, you know, like Joe knows and Mike knows, you know, I, I'm, I, I, 
not coach, but I have a captain of a boys' tennis team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really actively involved in that. Uh, the other parents kind of take a back seat and just drop their kid off to play tennis. Uh, and I see that in other sports where some parents are really passionate about the football or lacrosse or soccer, and they're actively involved. And they're like, well, why aren't these other parents are involved? Well, probably because that's, you know, they look at it as just, I, they'd probably rather it just be a pickup game, like Mike said, where let's just have fun and, and pick up basketball, pick up soccer, pick up football game. But who's who cares about the score and the refs and all these other things? Yeah. So we're, we're just about that time again uh, to wrap things up. So uh, m- my closing comment very simply is uh, I hate to see childhood disappear like that. And I love the idea that, that, Mike, the one you brought up with the kids playing soccer in Italy. You know, we lived in Italy for a couple of years. Uh, Carol and I did. And and uh, I saw the same thing. The Sunday afternoon games that they played, they were structured to some extent, but but it really was a fun game. It's like watching college sports versus professional. It's like watching the Olympics the last couple of weeks. You know, how, how great that is to see people who just love what they're doing, get out there and make a difference. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm not sure where I am on this completely, but I think for me, my, my, I'm tending towards the less, less organized, more fun kind of sports and let kids have their childhood. My, my closing thought, of course, every single one of these questions that we ask, I'm always thinking, all right, so what do we do about it? Or what do I do about it? You know, so where am I in the problem or how can I make it better? And I think for myself, and it's one of these cases where I'm not so sure this is the, the right answer, but it, the, it's the one that feels right to me. I'm going to facilitate as best as I can what our son feels passionate about. And if he doesn't feel passionate about it, I'm going to let him out of it. I'm going to push a little bit. I'm going to make sure that it's not just because he doesn't, you know, doesn't want to practice or it's a pain or something like that. I'm not going to let him off the hook real easy. But at the same point, I am going to let him off the hook. If it's clear that he's not into it, I'm letting him off. I want him to feel good. I want him to be passionate about it. I feel like it's more of the coaches. Like I quit cross country because I joined the high school team and the coaches were way too mean. But when my dad owned a track team, I wanted to do it more because I had more friends and it was more laid back and it was more out of fun. So I feel like it's all about the parents and the coaches and like who's the people like hosting the games. But I feel like a lot of kids love doing sports and it like are driven by it. Like my brother, he wants to play tennis tennis 24-7 no matter what. Yeah, I would say, you know, my thought would be for parents to to spend a minute to have a conversation with their kids. That would be my best advice. And just to ask them, hey, do you enjoy this? Um, How could we make this better? And maybe take a checkpoint periodically and, you know, mid-season, end-of-season. Because, you know, it's weird because I think of this notion of nobody likes a quitter. Um, And even all the other sports, I thought, you know, everybody always frowned on the the kid that quit the football team mid mid uh, season like wow he really let everybody down why is that why why can't you why can't you give that up that seems like a lot of pressure for a kid to say you you signed up for this now you got to follow through with it and I can even remember having that conversation with all four of my kids that nope you you agreed to do this you're gonna stick it out (laughs) like why if it's miserable get out of it I think if any of us had a job that was miserable um hopefully we would say well maybe this isn't for me i should look for a different opportunity so my my advice would be you know for parents to have a conversation checkpoint 
with their kids and find out what's on their minds. I don't think we often ask that question. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, thanks to our listeners for one more time tuning in and, and listening. I'm curious where you stand on this. You know, if you're a parent or if you're a child playing sports or not playing sports, you know, what, what's your take on it? Do you, do you agree that there's too much, too little? Are you one of those parents very aggressively pursuing sports with your children? Or are you more like Bob saying, and, and Mike, you know, saying that, hey, if they want to do it and they have passion about it, that's great. Let us know. We'll be interested to hear from you.